but in the, in the spirit realm, there's an awakening about to happen. And when I say awakening, I'm talking about some of the great awakenings we've had in the past with Whit- Whitfield and on the first great awakening. We've had several awakenings where the entire nation suddenly started shifting. So I'm not talking about a revival here or a revival there, or you've had like the Pensacola revival where people would show up to one place or Toronto or that, that's not what I, what I see coming. What I see is a national awakening. And I can, I see this because even right now, when I study history, the last great awakenings and mostly even in the fifties and sixties, those moves of God were preceded by massive prayer movements of people praying and fasting. I know more people right now on long fasts praying for America's awakening than I've ever seen in my life. Welcome to Charisma Connection. I'm Chris Johnson, and David Herzog is here with us today. Dr. David Herzog of David Herzog Ministries, which is based in Scottsdale, Arizona. Dr. Herzog and his wife, Stephanie, are founders of the ministry, and they've been in full-time ministry for more than 25 years. They are Christ for the Nations Institute graduates, and they hold large evangelistic campaigns. Uh, God is certainly working through them uh, with uh, incredible healings, miracles, deliverances happening, confirming the gospel message. And they also host a TV show called The Glory Zone. And Dr. Herzog is the author of several books. Is it up to eight now, Dr. Herzog? I think so. I, I... Probably it's probably ten. I can't. I can't. Uh, can't keep track. Can't <laughs> keep track. Okay. Well, you just keep on writing them. Thanks. Well, we welcome you, and and you do travel a lot. So where are you based today? Uh, well, today I'm in Scottsdale. Thank God. Okay. I, I, go, I, I go. I'm home today. That's why I can call you. I'm all over Europe, and then we go to Asia and everywhere, Africa, Middle East, just wherever God sends us. Very good. Well, we understand you have a Passover conference coming up April 18th to the 21st, and where will that be held? That's going to be held in Phoenix, Arizona, right near the airport, but 10 minutes away from the airport, so really easy to get in and out of. Okay. And these are always really, really fun, really fun and powerful and full of the power of God, the glory of God. We've got some awesome speakers coming. I'll be speaking. My wife will be speaking. We'll have uh, Daniel Kalenda, who's the... Uh, right-hand person of Reinhard Bonnke who took over his ministry. Mm-hmm. We've got uh, Joshua Mills. We've got Jason Sobel, uh, Jake Hamilton with worship. So it's, it's really, really fun. People fly in from all over the U.S., really, other countries to come. And so how many people are you expecting? I assume this is an annual conference then. Yeah, we do it every year. I'm not sure. Every year we don't. Sure. I, I, I'm, I'm hoping 800 people will show up on, on this one. Okay. So we, we, keep them, we keep them a little bit smaller. So that people can really get touched, and so, then we do you know larger stuff. We're going to be doing other times a year. Mm-hmm. Well, let's back up a bit so we understand as believers today why this season of Passover is still important in this day and time. Yeah, well, in the Bible, when Jesus had the Last Supper, that was actually Passover. You know, he had the Last Supper, his last meal. That was the Passover time, and then Jesus told his disciples. As often as you do this, do it in remembrance of me. So we usually think that's just communion, but it's actually, he's talking about that Passover season. Every time we celebrate Passover, you know, he's the reason for the season. As often as you do this, celebrate Jesus as the Lamb. And that was the idea. So there's something we noticed during this time. I, I call them seasonal portals. Like there's geographical places on the earth where there's revival and there's 
God's presence and glory, and you're like, wow, this is wonderful. But then I realize there's also times on the calendar where God shows up. Like I call them seasonal portals, seasons of time where God suddenly shows up if you take the time off, seek Him, and it's like mega blessing. You know, God's every day, He's there. But there's certain times where it's really powerful. You know, Pentecost is another time, and there's different times where God just seems to show up in a really exceptional way because He says, as often as you do this, I'm going to show up. Kind of like, you know, Pentecost. You know, He said, wait for me, seek my face, and they did at the Feast of Pentecost, and God showed up, and they got the Holy Spirit. So it's it's one of those portals in time where God specifically loves to just bless His people, show up, give them new direction, new impartation. It, it's we it's fun. It, it's a, you know it's a feast. It's a celebration. And it's always interesting to see how the New Testament reflects back on the Old Testament, ties in together like Passover and communion. Yeah, it, it's really amazing because He's the same God of yesterday, today, and forever. So He didn't really change he just he redid some stuff you know on a better covenant better promises we don't have to go kill an animal <laughs> thank god we don't have to go kill a lamb jesus yes. is our lamb so it's the same you know it's actually when you read it he renews the covenant but on better promises he didn't really give a new covenant he renews it it's still blood sacrifice but with the blood of his son so mm-hmm. it's actually god's renewing it and just confirming that renewal of the contract with human with the human race say hey i love you i'm with you I'm going to continue protecting you, watching you, and, and your mind. You know, it's just, and if, to prove it, I'll send my own son to seal the deal. So it's a really, it's powerful. It's all about Jesus, really. Amen. Well, as we mentioned, you travel a lot, and but as you look at your home country here in America, what do you think God is doing in terms of uh, the church here in America? This, what is the spiritual lay of the land? I mean, we can all listen to the news and get discouraged these days. So, <laughs> yeah. so what kind of encouragement would you give us as believers? Yeah, I, I encourage you, if you're looking for a direction where, God, where we are in the church, if the news won't show you that. <laughs> the mm-hmm. news will just show you all the political problems and whatever. But usually when America in history, when we're at the worst or we look like we're at our worst, is usually when God has brought the greatest revivals, the great awakenings, Jesus movement in the 60s and 70s. So we're at one of those thresholds right now. We're in the natural. It looks like if God doesn't show up, it, it could be pretty bad. You know, you've got a lot of strife in the country. You've got a lot of, you know, people are very sensitive about everything. You can't say anything about it. You can't even say hello to someone without someone getting offended almost, you know. Hello, sir. What did you call me? How dare you call me, <laughs> sir? You know, I'm, I, I don't say I'm a sir. I self-identify as something else. Okay, sorry. <laughs> sorry. You look like a sir. Didn't know. You know, just try to be nice. But in the, in the spirit realm, there's an awakening about to happen. And when I say awakening, I'm talking about some of the great awakenings we've had in the past. With Whit- Whitfield, in, on the first great awakening, we've had several awakenings where the entire nation suddenly started shifting so I'm not talking about a revival here or a revival there, or you've had like the Pensacola revival where people would show up to one place or Toronto. or that, That's not what I, what I see coming. What I see is a national awakening. And I, can, I see this because even right now, when I study history, the last great awakenings, and mostly even in the 50s and 60s, those moves of God were preceded by massive prayer movements of people praying and fasting. I know more people right now on long fasts praying for America's awakening than I've ever seen in my life. Something mm-hmm. is about to happen. Um, and then there's been a lot of prophecies that you'll start seeing the stadiums filled with people, believers, seeking God's face, people getting saved. 
that's starting to happen. You know, I just came back from the Fend they had in Orlando, and then there was the call. We're, we're planning one in uh, 2020, in January. So something is going on that I've never seen before, where God's telling masses of people to pray and fast, unity in many, many cities between ministries and pastors and churches, and then a lot of plans to fill stadiums and a lot of evangelistic outreach. Suddenly, evangelism is just going bonkers. People are planning on all kind of evangelistic events and outreaches. Uh, I think ever since Billy Graham passed his mantle, it was prophesied that when he would go, it would spread to a lot of people. And I think there's a renewed emphasis on evangelism that's coming back. So we've had the the prophets, you know, the prophetic ministry has been really strong. Uh, the apostolic, you know, pastor has always been strong. The teaching mantles, uh, you know, but now it's coming back full circle to evangelism. You're going to see that as the next major thing that people are going to be like, how do I share this gospel to my fellow man in America? It's been almost everything but that, and that's coming back. So I just see we're on the verge of probably the greatest awakening, and the worse and the darker it looks in the natural and the political and, and any other realm is usually right when God's about to do the greatest thing. So I'm really excited, actually. I lived on the mission field for 12 years. God sent me back in 2005. He told me when I was a young man, show me the future, that I would go to the mission field. And he said, but I'll send you back before the last great awakening. And so we've been back since 2005, and it's just, we feel it's right at the door. And I believe you lived in France. Is that not right? Yeah, we did. Yep. Okay. Well, France certainly has a large uh, Muslim population, too. It sure does. Yeah, we've yeah we've seen God move among the Muslims there, among the atheists. among we, we saw a lot of major things happen. We had a revival that went for six months straight in one place. Mm. Every single night, people were getting saved, and we started doing the specific centers. And, the, and then Europe just started opening up like crazy. So I said, God, why would you send me back to America when Europe is still so needy for the gospel? He said, because if America goes down, you know, it, it, America's been the, the, the revival center of the world for the last hundred years, and I need America to have one last great move of God that will spread to the world. So it's kind of like all hands on deck. I'm sending people back here to help America have one more move of God, which will spread back to Europe and all around the world. So it's pretty exciting what God's about to do. Yes, and uh, we we did uh, several podcasts from The Send here, so I'm glad that you were able to participate in that. It was certainly an, a time of activation for a lot of young people, but I'm sure older people who were there too, all age groups, and how God is using us in evangelism and missions. Exactly, so, yeah, it was really powerful. Mm-hmm. Well, what else would you like to tell us about your particular ministry and about the conferences that you do? Okay, so we, we do the conferences here locally, and then we go all around the world. So I, I've, I've been doing stadium events in, uh, in Budapest, in Finland. We go to Asia. Um, even in Israel, we've been doing a lot of stuff. Even uh, like every year we go and do some big stuff there. One of the bigger ones was uh, about two years ago. They rented out the pie auditorium which seats three thousand we had probably at two thousand five hundred showed up and we had some amazing things happen amazing miracles happen which is in israel usually it's just teaching and but we had this crazy you know the normal miracles tumors being healed and eyesight healed but then something really unusual happened two chinese ladies grew it looked like about a foot hmm. what, they, what they were showing us and they were screaming and crying and so when they, when these miracles start happening, I was like, what is going on in Israel? This is crazy. 
they came up to testify during the miracle time. And um, then these Israeli soldiers came up to me and said to me, hey, could you pray for us? I said, okay, but it's, it's, we're going to pray in Jesus' name. Are you, are you okay with that? So, like, we saw what God did for three days here. We saw the miracles. We saw everything. Hmm. We, we, we want you to pray. Yeah. We, cause so if Jewish people can get saved seeing signs, wonders, and miracles, then I think it's good enough for the rest of the world, you know? And, and they're not the easiest ones to reach. And yet when they're asking, they're asking me. I'm not even bothering them. They're coming to me saying, please pray for us. So that, that was super exciting to see that. How wonderful. Those Chinese women who were growing in height, uh, what, I assume that they had uh, some type of physical disability. Uh, I think they had the disability of being short. <laughs> well, I'm five foot one, so maybe I should have you pray for me a little bit. <laughs> uh, well, yeah. you know, it wasn't like I went up and just started praying. It's like I, it, the, me- the meetings were really powerful. And at some point in the meeting, oh, God will start giving me words of knowledge. I'll say someone has this, someone has that. And I don't remember if I said it or not. All I know is they came up and they had their people confirming it. Look, this is what she was before. Look at the picture. Look, it was just crazy. Mm. Crazy stuff was happening. Well, God so, certainly knows well, what we each need and how to to bring these miracles to pass so that uh, the gospel is confirmed. Exactly, because the, the miracles and signs and wonders, uh, you know, a lot of times God will show it, not because he has to, but the unsaved will see it, and, and miracles and signs for the unbeliever. So even though he loves us, he'll still heal his own people. He loves to show, hey, I'm alive, I'm real, watch this. Mm-hmm. You know, we've seen everything, we've seen, you know, the, the classical miracles of people coming out of wheelchairs and all that kind of stuff. But then we've seen the unusual. The Bible says Paul had unusual miracles. So there's regular miracles and there's the unusual. Hmm. So we've had people, we've had people that are bald in our meetings, grow hair. I mean, crazy stuff. We've had people with hmm. white hair turning black and it was caught on camera. You know, age, age reversal. I, I was always joking, renews your youth like the eagles. Maybe not the bald eagles, but other eagles. <laughs> and, and when these unusual things are happening, I said, look, what, what are you doing? Why are you doing this? Now I have to answer to this and try to explain what you're doing. And I don't know, even understand what you're doing sometimes. Mm. And so so God, and I would almost want God to just keep it among just the classical acceptable miracles. But then when I look in history, even in the 1950s when the tent revivals were happening, a lot of these guys went to jail just for the miracles they were doing, for practicing medicine without a license. Mm. So all the greats that we think, oh, these, these are great healing evangelists, we don't realize they went through a lot. when it's, And I think this generation, the millennials especially, a lot of times they need to see something supernatural to believe. The, the old days, you know, you could just have like Billy Graham would come into town and people would get convicted, like, yeah, I need to get right with God, and they would get saved. But I think we're more the generation now of uh, Philip seeing and hearing they believed in Samaria. They, the millennials are just like, well, what, what's the difference between you guys and New Age or you guys and this religion or that religion or that belief system? So I think people this day and age really need to see, hear the gospel, but also see a confirmation of the power that God's still alive, that Jesus is real, that he's not just a historical figure. But that, I think that's why God's doing all this stuff. Mm. So he still does miracles, even the unusual ones. Oh, yeah, he still does. So It tell- might not happen every, every Sunday in your local church, but it's happening somewhere. Mm. Could you tell us about your television program, The Glory Zone, and where we can watch that? Sure. So actually, The Glory Zone, that's a program I had for years that we don't do that show anymore. Okay. We have it on our website. I have a new TV show that's going to start airing in April that I just started. It's called Glory Invasion. Ah. And so that's a, it's a new show. On that show, it's really fun. I, I'm out um, on the last shows that we just aired, I'm like an Uber driver. 
and I'm picking people up, and we have cameramen in there, but they agreed in advance that they're okay to be filmed, and I'm witnessing to them, sharing the gospel, uh, and, I sh- and I demonstrate how evangelism works, and people are getting healed, they're getting saved. We had a, a guy that came out from Iraq, and his wife left him for another guy. He's weeping in the car, and I'm just ministering to him, uh, uh, someone in witchcraft, Wiccan, a New Ager. Some of the shows, I'm on the streets, and I'm just interviewing people about the supernatural. Like, we're going to ask you three questions. What do you believe? And so what, this is amazing things happen. One guy, he's a Hindu guy, a businessman. And I said, hey, uh, well, can I pray for you? So I pray for him. And he almost falls down on the floor, and he starts laughing. He said, what is this? He says, yeah, I think you're trying to hypnotize me. So hmm. why, why would I be hypnotizing? I'm praying in Jesus' name. He says, well, the reason I think you're hypnotizing me is because his voice keeps coming in my head, telling me Jesus is Lord. He's the only way. We're and I said, well, that's the Holy Spirit speaking to you. So these are on the shows. It's, it's really fun shows where a lot of shows are just, you know, you're in a studio, you're just talking, you know, sharing your faith, talking scriptures, and that's great, but every show is like that pretty much, every Christian TV show that we see. So we came up after praying with a different idea where I'm, I'm in the studio for, you know, for a few minutes, and then I go, now let's go to the streets, or let's go to the Uber driver, let's go to this person, and I'm demonstrating how evangelism works in everyday life and then coming back to the studio, and then showing some clips of miracles and things like that. So it's a really fun show. Yes, and it's it a sort of like a man-on-the-street interviews. It, it is, and it's, so it's, it's twofold. One, it's equipping believers to do it, and two, it's going to air all over the world, Middle East and other countries, on, on regular TV, so they'll have a chance to actually hear the gospel and be saved at the same time. So you said that's coming in April. We should watch for the yeah, Glory Invasion TV show. Exactly, yes. Excellent. Well, would you like to pray for our listeners today as we close? That's a funny question. I bet you you don't get a lot of no's when you ask a preacher, hey, would you like to pray? <laughs> oh, no, prayers. I'm glad I thing. don't. <laughs> yeah, prayer is just not on my list of things to do. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> of course. So, Lord, I pray for those listening right now that your spirit would fill them, your presence, even now, the presence of God would invade their room, their car, their, their living room, their office, wherever they're at right now. I ask you, Holy Spirit, to fill them right now with your presence, with your love, wash them with your blood, cleanse them if they're going through some sin issues or going through some trials. I pray you would make it right and fill them with your glory. Let them know you're for them, you're not against them, you, you, you want to help them, you have a plan for them, you have a future for them. I pray, Father, those who are discouraged that they're not seeing God move in their life, there'll be a, a season of new beginnings, a new season where you're moving once again in their life, Father. I ask you to fill them, Father God. If they're going through strife or divisions, you would, you would cleanse their hearts, they would be able to forgive those who hurt them, and they would be used in a new way. Lord, fill them with a new endowment of the Holy Spirit and power right now. Fill them with your love. Fill them with your presence. Fill them with a new spirit of holiness and righteousness that they would desire to live right for you, Father, so then you could use them greatly for, to the world. But I pray you would use them, even those listening with miracles, as they heard about the miracles. They too maybe are saying, well, I want to do that. I want to be used of God. I pray, Father, that you would give them the faith and the, the Spirit would fill them to such a point that it just goes naturally. When they're at the grocery store, when they're at work, when, when they're in the gym, suddenly someone's in pain and they would say, hey, can I pray for you? And they get healed and then they get saved. I pray, Father, for the simplicity of the gospel to come back on thousands of people that are listening right now and just a, a new fresh joy in Him and the awakening and excitement about revival and awakening coming back to America. 
Let there be hope, Father God, where they thought only about the negative things happening in our country. Let them see what God's doing in our country. In Jesus' name, amen. And we certainly need that. Dr. Herzog, give us your website so people can find out all about your ministry. Oh, sure. It's thegloryzone.org, thegloryzone.org. So make sure you put the the in front of it, or www.thegloryzone.org. Thegloryzone.org. And on there you can get information on the, on the uh, Passover conference. We call it the Passover Glory Festival. Mm-hmm. And so you, if you miss the send or you miss some of these other awesome things, some of the speakers that are coming, we're there, we're speaking. It's going to be great. Right in Phoenix, Arizona, right near the airport, uh, you can fly in and, and it'll be good. Just make sure you register pretty fast because those things fill up really, really fast. And that is April 18th to the 21st. So that is coming up fast. Exactly. Well, we thank you so much for visiting with us today. It was a great honor to be here and to be on your uh, podcast again with Charisma, Charisma Media, I believe it is, right? Excellent. Charisma Podcast Network here at Charisma Media, yes. So thank you, everyone, for listening to Charisma Connection. I'm Chris Johnson, and I trust that you've enjoyed our visit today with David Herzog. If you're interested in missions and evangelism, if you enjoyed this podcast, you may be also interested in learning about the life of missionary John Chow. So look for that special podcast, How John Chow Followed the Great Commission to His Death at cpnshows.com, cpnshows.com. Thank you, and God bless your day. This has been a production of the Charisma Podcast Network. Steve and Joyce Strang are the founders and owners of CPN. Dr. Steve Green is the executive producer of the Charisma Podcast Network. We intend to honor God with every podcast, and remain thankful to our advertisers and supporters who make these podcasts possible.